We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. And welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, it's 2-0, baby. The finals. Oh, my gosh. Best of five series in favor of the Aces. Are you surprised? Uh, hmm. That's a great question to start off things. Let's, I, let's you know, on. I think I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Not yeah. that the aces won. Mm-hmm. I think them running away with the game in the way that they did was very surprising. Yes. And, you know, I think you can look at either team, right. Um, and, and point to one thing. So it was 85, 71 was the final. Yeah. You can look at to the aces and say, well, Kelsey Plum got going. And, you know, that's exactly what happened like she got going she made the difference that's why they were able to blow them out yeah i I think there's a lot more on the connecticut side where they're kind of kicking themselves saying you know our defensive rotations weren't as crisp our rebounding wasn't there our um you know offensive energy it it was i I actually thought the offense was more or less similar they just couldn't get dewana bonner going but it was that on the defensive end where i was really surprised at some of the miscues some of the mistakes and, and just like you know, I, it didn't feel like Connecticut some basketball on that end throughout the game. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, defensively a couple of times or more than a couple, a bushel of times, you're talking about the rotations. How about forcing Asia Wilson to her right hand? And yeah. not that, I mean, the percentages go down like a smidge when yeah. you do that. However, you can't let her get downhill from the nail game. Yeah. More than once. Okay, I can see like, oh, yeah, hey, things happen fast. I get it. But she's the MVP of the league. I was astonished that she got wide open on the left elbow and turned around and looked shocked Yeah, that she didn't see a wall of defenders there. 
And you were on the post game call last night. I asked her last night, were you surprised? Yeah. Not to see anybody right there. And she said, to be honest, I have never seen no defense when I turn around. <laughs> and it, it was, she was just blatantly honest. And I, you know, that, that was more than a miscue to me. That was lack of focus. That was lack of being deliberate mentally on the defensive end. I mean, you needed to split on the road. Needed you to. had, you were in a three point game going into the fourth quarter. How do you, not, even with that, because those things happen all game long. It wasn't just that they happened down the stretch and all of a sudden they just lost their focus. That kind of missed coverage was happening throughout the game from the jump ball, right? So this wasn't something that, oh, they were clicking and clicking. Uh, it was a three-point game going into the fourth and all of a sudden the bottom fell out. That was not the story of this game, right? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was throughout the game. Unfortunately for them, it was, you know, back against the wall situation, headed home though, but still back against the wall when they could have had a split in Vegas. Well, and, and before we get too far into it, I do want to remind people to subscribe to uh, the Her Hoop Stats YouTube channel. If you're following us, if you're listening to the audio only, drop us a like, drop us a comment. I didn't stream this because I totally forgot to promote it and like I wanted to see someone. So that's why we're not doing the live stream. Well, I think we're going to be back live streaming uh, on Thursday because I'll be in Connecticut yeah. uh, for game three. Let's and do it. perhaps the final game of the WNBA series uh, <laughs> season, which would be incredible. Perhaps. Yeah. But to your point about Connecticut's uh, lack of focus, you know, I think they're, I, I, they seem to over-adjust to what happened in game one. You know, I think they, they, they got um, a little too cute by half. And I think that's easy to do in this situation, right? Where you're saying, and, and it's the exact thing you said, right? They needed this game. Needed. There, was, there was no way around it. They needed this game if they yeah. wanted to win the series. Now, yeah. of course... Crazier things have happened than the Connecticut Sun winning three straight games in the series. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you look at it, and you're, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that the Vegas, the Las Vegas Aces are going to win championship right now. Yeah. But I think for Connecticut, I think they just got so in their heads, and they, and they said they found problems that weren't there, and forgot the things that kept them in that game one. Which yeah. you know, and, and you gotta give credit to Las Vegas first absolutely. and foremost. I think Vegas took them off the boards in a really big way so in game one 13 to 6 uh advantage on the offensive glass for no, connecticut yeah in game two the offensive glass was six to two so great great job by connecticut uh by vegas to keep those connecticut bigs out of the paint yeah but there was just like like you're saying like asia wilson's wide open at the at the elbow and I think that's because they had adjusted to putting to worrying about okay Chelsea Gray getting to the elbow. Oh, we have now Kelsey Plum's going off. We have to adjust again. It's like sometimes I feel like the easiest thing in this series, and this is what happened in the Chicago series to this team, yeah. Yeah. was they just kind of said, you know what, we're gonna play basketball. We're gonna play basketball, and then yeah. we're we, if we play basketball, we're gonna have a much better chance in this series. And I'm not yeah. trying to say Kurt Miller didn't do hasn't done a no. great job with this team. That's not what I'm saying. I actually think he's done a he did too good of a job. He had yeah. too many ideas, uh, and, and I don't think it all got through to the team. And I think that their execution suffered, and then yeah. it's back to my whole thing about the the quicksand speech from the movie The Replacements. <laughs> One thing goes wrong, another thing goes wrong, another thing goes wrong, and then by the end of the game, you're drowned. Yeah, holes in the boat. That's what yeah. I say yeah, half the time. The and, you know, and then they're trying to patch and fix and patch and fix, and meanwhile, the main thing's not the main thing anymore. And 
the main thing for Connecticut, yes, the defense was subpar in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And and maybe there was some over-adjusting. Um, there was some hard hedging. And, and I know Becky Hammond is a savant when it yeah. comes to picking that apart and making and, reads. Yeah. You know, and Chelsea Gray, too. Oh my God. Like, you know, that, that double stagger away to the ball screen and the roll and the dive weak side. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I could go on and on. <laughs> I have it written down you know, for whatever reason, because I'm not coaching right now, but still I love to see when things work out that way. But the way that Becky Hammond dissected all of those changes from Connecticut and Kurt Miller in that way, it was just masterful. And it was really fun to watch that chess match of, of what was happening for both coaches and how they were trying to fix it for their team and, and give their team a chance to win. So, I mean, when you're looking at Connecticut, again, I'm going back to what we said when we were talking about the preview of this final series mm-hmm. is that Jasmine Thomas, I mean, they miss her, man. And it, it, I don't, and she's running right now, which is, yeah, so that's crazy. awesome. Uh, you know, that's my girl, DMV, Oakton high school represent. But, um, but for her, I, I just think, they're missing another offensive weapon or not necessarily someone who could put the ball in the basket, but when they need some offensive organization, they're missing that. I mean, Heidemann has been off the mark offensively too. For as, as rough as Dewana Bonner has been playing offensively. Yeah. I mean, one for nine in both games, one for nine in game one, one for nine in game two. Correct. Yeah. Five points, two for 18 from the field this series. Two for 18. That's, I mean, that's the only player for Connecticut who has won a championship in the WNBA. So you're relying on her. And some of those shots are open looks. Like, and I think Kurt Miller, he said that a little bit post game. He said, you know, some players have the ability to knock in open shots. And I was like, oh, because Bonner had open looks, especially early on, like 0 for 5, I believe she started. Why? Some of, most of them pretty much in rhythm, wide open looks that she makes normally. And and they weren't going down. And then she, he said something about Chelsea Gray being yeah. able to, with the ability to make tough, contested shots is a different level player. I mean, it, her shots, and we'll get into her, but just with what Connecticut was missing on the offensive end, you don't have Heidemann knocking in her shot that she normally makes. A, a 40% or more shooter this season from three outside the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Bonner, who is their only WNBA champion, who you're really relying on to offset the pressure, if you will, for AT, Alyssa Thomas, and John Quill Jones, who have been great. I think those two have been playing well. They need support, especially from the perimeter. And that's where I think they miss a player like Jasmine Thomas. Again, not just her scoring ability, but her ability to organize them on the offensive end so they don't have empty possessions, but also let her set the table and and set her teammates up so they're more in rhythm. They just seem so disjointed on the offensive end, and and that fourth quarter really showed itself. Well, and you could see Kurt grasping at Charles there. I mean, you know, as much as I love Nia Cloudon, I really do. She came in into the final series after not playing game one and not really playing in these playoffs. Yeah. I just thought that was a recipe for disaster to to put a player like that into that situation. And yeah, she got she got burned by Kelsey Plum because of course she did. I mean, you know, I I think uh, I I thought I didn't think the thought was mm-hmm. that crazy. I, I just thought they're grasping at straws that position because of the lack of Jasmine Thomas and because Dewana Bonner can't get going. If she's shooting well, 
that becomes less of an issue to yes. not have your your point guard. Exactly. It becomes much easier. But, you know, it, yeah. I think the only <laughs> the player who was really going after it on offense, as we have always mentioned, was Courtney Williams. I mean, 18 points from her. She had a great game, too, especially in response to that game one. Yes. And she's always gunning for it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, I think the real stat that the biggest stat here for this game, and it's a stat that they that Kurt has been talking about throughout the playoffs, is points in the paint. Yeah, aces 46 points in the paint, Connecticut 28. I mean, that was the difference. Oh my gosh, and I think uh, there was a timeout, I can't remember what jump yeah, yeah. it was, but Becky Hammond was like, It's 24 to 12, us in the paint. I love it, and I was like, <laughs> ah, <let's go." laughs> Man, I mean, who wouldn't want to play for Becky Hammond? God, man. I mean, she just has that energy exuding in those huddles. And she just empowers her her team. And and Greg Popovich was there, too. Yeah, that was and, fun. And he, and that was so awesome to hear him speak to the team afterwards. And, um, you know, I, I love what she has been able to do there. That's why, you know, she's coach of the year. That's why Asia Wilson's MVP this year. Yeah. Because of that kind of thing. And, I mean, Chelsea Gray, God, man, she is elite. And we knew that. But she's just solidifying her her role in this league. And, you know, for her to roll her ankle and the team not miss a beat, I mean, that just speaks to the chemistry and and trust of this team. And coaching. And, and of, well, they trust one another. It's reciprocal, goes both ways. And, you know, hopefully Chelsea Gray, you know, hopefully it doesn't, you know, yeah. blow up on her. You know, they flew charter last night. So they oh, get her. And she, and she looked day. fine. She looked uh, fine. She looked fine in that fourth quarter. Oh, after she rolled it, she got a bucket and was like <laughs> hyped. And she put her jacket on and like, oh, yeah. She was, that sit and spin was going. I was like, go ahead, Chelsea she, Gray. Have yourself some fun. I mean. She's just playing great basketball right now, and uh, she's on another level when it comes to being a striker in clutch moments. And clutch moments aren't just at the end of the game, okay? Let's trust and believe that clutch moments happen in Mm -hmm. momentum swing moments. And she was swinging that momentum all game long, all series long, all playoffs long, all season long. Gray is a flat-out dog. She she's on a different planet. She's on a different <laughs> level right now. Like I I tweeted this yesterday. I've never seen anything like this yeah. ever. And then we I've, I've watched a lot of basketball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe Dwayne Wade in the 2006 finals and and in W old older WNBA fans. If you guys have someone to to let me know like exactly what maybe there's probably an Angel McCautry series, but she never won the final, so it's hard to it's hard to equip like equal it with Chelsea Gray. So if you have someone that has done this from the mid range where she has yeah how like the sliver of space she's trying to get to yeah is free throw line at the elbows maybe give or take a couple feet so we're talking about like a a four by eight foot box on the court everyone on the court knows that she wants to get there Mm. everyone everyone in the stands every coach (laughs) every player everyone in the stadium and watching at home knows that she wants to get to that spot it's yeah. impossible to stop her from getting that spot. And it's impossible to contest the shot enough such that she's going to miss. This yeah. is not, this no. is beyond the pale, I think, of something we've ever seen. Because it's not that she's getting to the free throw line a lot. Yeah. It's not that she's getting to the rim a lot. She's yeah. playing great team basketball, being unselfish, finding her teammates. But it's all coming from that mid-range. I mean, we haven't seen that. We haven't, at the very least, 
we haven't seen this in the modern revolution of basketball in the past like 10 years. Yeah, no question. I, you know, when you were saying that, I was just running through my Rolodex in my head of, of names from the past in the WNBA. And Deanna Nolan is a player who stands out to me in that yeah. regard. Um, Swin Cash even mentioned her in, in her Hall of Fame speech. I, I just think she had that ability in the mid-range to crush your spirit. And that's what Chelsea Gray is doing right now. But the difference between Deanna Nolan, uh, Tweety Nolan, as she's affectionately known throughout the league, the difference is Chelsea Gray's body strength is just amazing. And it's so dominating. If you get, I mean, if she gets a piece of your hip, Mm-hmm. And she's trying to bump you. I mean, she's like a, a pulse player <laughs> with guard skills. I mean, she's six foot. I mean, what, five, 11, six foot. But she is like a wall when it comes to getting down here, getting a piece of your body, moving you, bodying you up, and then rising up on you with her footwork that has just been amazing. And her release is so high. So yeah. it's like, you know, she's going to get that shot off. Even if you have a hand in her face, as you saw that one particular shot with uh, Courtney Williams being banged, 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 you know, she's getting into her, her shoulders. And then Chelsea Gray just takes it up and Mm -hmm. over her. And her hand was like in her face, like directly in her face. And it didn't make a difference. And, you know, that's just who she is as a player. But in terms of the mentality I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or add somebody if, if you think, but Diana Taurasi-esque in terms of her yeah. mamba mode. I mean, she wore a Kobe shirt walking in to game two. Like she tapped in to that kind of lock-in when it came time to dominate in this game. And, you know, Kelsey Plum too, for that matter. I mean, both of them. But Plum's game was, she was getting to the rim at will, at will, all game long. And apparently Asia Wilson had some advice for her (laughs) prior to the game. And that was, that was pretty, uh, I don't know. It was was something to see uh, post game to, to hear Asia tell the press, all of us, um, what she told Kelsey Plum, which was to get your, doo-doo together <laughs> get your get your stuff together yeah, put it in a awesome. box and get it together yeah but in a way you know I, I understood what kelsey was saying um like people were she said people were praying over me people were rubbing me on the hand like woo 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 <laughs> it's gonna be okay baby but then here's asia saying we need you to score yeah. like get your stuff together and let's go we need this we need you to score so we can win and I, I was watching the the nonverbal of that exchange and Kelsey's face. I I, I know she appreciated it, but I think it hurt her. Yeah, it hurt her. It I mean, but of course, level, didn't it? Of course it did. But you know what? She was Asia was right. She you was needed right. to get your stuff together. You can't go yeah. one for nine in a playoff game, Kelsey. That's why we almost lost. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that because yeah. I think you know the best teams. Um, the, I, I th- in my opinion, the best teams, and this is yes. again, I'm a Miami yeah. Heat fan. I'm a, I'm I'm a Katie Meyer fan. This is a big this is a big Katie, Katie uh, uh, philosophy. Is you gotta be you gotta be honest at all times. You do. If you're not honest at all times, the trust is gonna break down. You're gonna see that on the court. Yes. You know if you're if you're trying to you know manipulate or or tell or, or try to you know 
do something in non-style, people are going to understand that. And that, that trust is going to break down, and then it's going to break down on the court yes. later. And that's yeah. what you really don't want. No. So I, it, to me, it was like, yeah, of course you, you have to get your stuff together. Like, this is, this is not a time for us to be, you know, hey, oh, you know, yeah. buddy, like, look, look yeah. happy, whatever. No, yeah. no, this is not a time to smile. This is a time to get the buckets. And, and Plum did that. And like you said, her getting to the rim changed the entire face of the game. 20 no. points, 7 of 13 from the field. Seven assists, though, and those came from those rim possessions. Yeah. I think in game one, she was a little tentative to, like, get to the rim. Also, yes. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Did I pronounce it right? Tentative? Tentative. Okay, sure. Um, but Plum, Plum, her getting to the rim was a huge deal. I yes. think she settled for a lot of threes, and they were open, and she missed them in game one. So I understand the hesitancy. And she got blocked a couple times in game one, too, but – yeah. this game she was like i don't care if i get blocked i don't yep. care if someone hits me in the head i don't care what happens if someone has a shovel down there i'm still going down there i'm taking the <laughs> shovel to the face because she was she that attitude has been there all season for her yeah. and you can tell pretty much in like the first i don't know five minutes of the game what kind of game kelsey plums to have oh, oh yeah and she just was in attack mode from minute one and i thought she was just absolutely um stunning you know I, I thought she she really opened up all that space and the reason why i think going back to the points in the paint thing uh the reason why vegas was able to dominate the points of the paint was because of kelsey plum not yeah. just because of asia wilson but nope. that just opened up everything for everyone and it was such a big game for her and you know i don't know did you not did you i expected the response to be honest i you know what i uh... I expected the response. Um, Chelsea Gray tried to say um, the edited version, please, Asia, and Asia went explicit with it. Um, it's just fine. But like you said, it was the honest answer. But I, I'm not, and, and I'm saying this not from a negative place at all, okay? Um, Asia Wilson has stepped into her leadership role in this playoff series, uh, not just in the finals, but in the playoffs all along. And she has said that um, she has she has realized the importance of that for the team. And I think she has every game, every possession of every game walked in that light. And I think it's really been fun to watch her mature as a competitor in that way, <clears throat> excuse me, and as a leader in that way. I mean, I think she has been um, reluctant in the past, you know, and, and not that she didn't know that her team needed it. I just don't think she knew how to lead in that way. And I think for her to, to gain confidence and to, to really utilize her voice. And she's saying, my team needs this from me. And to hear her say it that way, I'm like, she's owning it. Mm -hmm. She's owning it. And now her team sees the integrity of the statements that she's making. Yeah. And it's not personal, it's business. And the business is of winning. And that's why they're 2-0. And I love that Asia Wilson has stepped into her her leadership and her, you know, just her ability to do that. And people think, oh, if you're a leader of the team, you're scoring the most points. And I'm like, that's not what leadership is all about. No. I mean, that's some of it, but that's not it's not statistical. Right. It's emotional. <laughs> it's emotional. It's mental. You can't go out and execute if your mind isn't right. And I think for Asia Wilson, not only to have her mind right, but to get everybody else's mind right collectively, man, that's that's a special talent. And I think 
you know, while she wanted to do that in the past, I don't think she had the blueprint for that or, or the confidence. Um, and I'm saying that with love, I mean, you have to be able to have experience like anything, like losing helps you win, right? Mm -hmm. Wanting to lead and not knowing how that helps you lead in the same way. And I think Asia Wilson has displayed that just in, in a marvelous way, especially in these, in these two games so far in the finals. Well, I think that mentality, I mean, how big is Chelsea Gray in that regard, right? Yeah. You know, having someone who's won a championship, who understands what it takes to get there, yeah. who who was in the position of these other players, right? Because she, in, in Los Angeles, she wasn't the leader on that team. And even earlier this year, I don't think most people saw Chelsea Gray as the leader, hence why she did not make the All-Star game, which was ridiculous. Which uh, was ridiculous. Ridiculous at the time, even stupider now. Even more so. But... You know, I think just coming in and being able to tell, you know, share that championship experience and and like these players maturing that that's the one thing that with the the aces that we kind of forget because Asia has been such a mainstay in women's basketball. Kelsey Plum's been such a mainstay in women's basketball that we forget that they're young. They're still really young. And so I think Asia going through the losses that she had to go through yeah. Yeah. Asia understanding that she she the way she has to act and the way she has to be. And also having a presence that complements her in Chelsea Gray. I think that's a big deal because, you know, Asia seems to me that she runs a little hot. I run a little hot. She doesn't seem to yell all that much, but she definitely runs hot. She definitely gets into it. Yeah. So you you kind of it's great to have someone who's just calm, cool and collective. who's going to be able to explain things to the players when you can be that emotional leader. And I think Kelsey Plum is in a similar spot where she um and she's always she's talked about this a few times like in three on three she really learned to just go yeah just go don't worry about it just go and 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 now on this team she's opened up to be able to just go and i think that's that that mentality uh translates into how you talk to people how you treat people in the locker room and how you yeah. approach the game if you're just thinking hey i gotta just go you know whatever if, if the shots go miss make or miss it doesn't matter i'm going yeah. And then I think it, I think it opens it up to, you know, everything. And, and then there's the trust factors and all those things that go into it. But this team is really together mentally. Oh, and I think yeah. it's showing up in the court and their execution. I mean, you look at uh, there's a stat in the game that I'm, I'm putting up here. Mm -hmm. You know, Plum, Gray, and Wilson all had 20 points last night. Fourth trio in WNBA Finals mm -hmm. history to have uh, 20 points each in a finals game. Also, I, I looked up another stat that I just wanted to share. Because I was, I was just thinking about it. I'd love it. Uh, so Chelsea Gray has is averaging 23.3 points a game. Wow. She is shooting 1.5 free throws a game. Uh, no player has ever done that in a, in a playoffs. Wow. Wow. Over multiple games. It's never happened. Wow. At that level of, of free throws at that level and 20 points. Oh, my gosh. I so mean, that, that, just, that just speaks to who she is. What would you say? Well, it just it just that's that's why yeah. it's so incredible. She's not even getting to the line. She doesn't right. need to. And yep. I think in, and in this game, that's been huge in these in these playoffs, because in yeah. these playoffs, even more so than previous playoffs, the refs are letting people play, yeah. uh, which is a big reason why Connecticut's here in the first place. <laughs> uh, but you got to be able to do stuff. You, you have to be able to get your shot, your points, yes. not from the line. Right. Well, Chelsea Gray has been doing that amazingly. So, yeah, the this trio uh, push push Vegas to the win. Um, so, I, hey, you got you got just. Tip, I, I feel like to a certain extent, Connecticut has to just tip their hat, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, at this point, and and when you have uh, speaking of point point gone, um, Chelsea Gray, the fact that it's one and a half attempts 
like her and ones her, yeah. that's when she gets to the line is when she gets tagged right yeah. and she's not the one falling when she gets tagged she's still standing and whoever fowler's on the floor. like <laughs> she tossed she, natisha Heidemann last night right? oh my god i mean she's a powerhouse she's a powerhouse and so you know that that's why i find it intriguing that it's like one and a half i'm like yeah. this is because the air ones um but i just think that that she's just so tough when it comes to winning mm-hmm. and and when you hear them say in, in post game it's all about winning asia wilson said hey i need my team to be at their best for us to win and i'm like period like what else do you say and and kelsey plum said yeah uh, you know, people talk to me in all these different ways, but at the end of the day, it's how I talk to myself. Yeah. And I thought that was, you know, very profound. So it what is. A, what a lesson for all of us. What a lesson for everyone. And and the fact that she, you know, she said she had a therapist and she talked to the therapist like, oh, I got all these voices coming at me. Like, I got the woo-woo-woo, I got the pray over me. I got Asia saying, get your stuff together, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day what's in my head because though i mean those games i'm telling you when you're in a game you don't have time to be having some dialogue with yourself no. you've got to recalibrate between each of these games a day in between these games right and get it together and i don't care what anybody else says to you and it's then it's nice and necessary okay in in all those ways but at the end of the day man what what's your inner dialogue what are you tapping into? Only you can change that part. Yeah. And I thought that was so profound last night when, when Kelsey Plum shared that with us. That was I had both hands in there, like, yes, Kelsey. Yes, yes. Like that's just that's what we all need to know. Um in life, not just hoops or athletics or whatever, sports. But I just thought that was that was a really strong statement. Yeah. But when it comes to the Aces, I think Dierica Hamby and her presence on ah, the floor, who has been very necessary, especially game one, she played about 11 minutes, but came in and, and, and really changed the toughness of Vegas in terms of their, their physical play. Um, and they know, you know, this has been a physical series. Like you said, the officials are, you know, it's, it's both ways, right? It's yeah. yeah. Cool. But what did she play? 18 minutes in game two yep. and, and really changed the landscape on the glass and defensively. And she looked more in rhythm. I mean, she had that week off in between the series. And I think yeah. that really saved her because she was not looking physically ready um, in terms of her, her speed. But I think she got that back. I mean, yeah. she, and Becky Hammond said, that's my beast. That's my best beast, you know? And if she can go, I'm putting her on the floor. And and when she's out there, boy, she was effective and efficient for Las Vegas. Well, and she, she just changes the calculus um, for, yeah. for this, for Connecticut's defense, really, mainly. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, she just not, with all due respect to Kia Stokes, she's not the same sort of non-offensive threat that Kia Stokes is. If Derek Hammond gets the ball, you're, you're pretty worried about what she can do with it almost anywhere on the court. She's not a great three-point shooter, but you're worried about the drive. You're worried about a lot of things. So you have to just cover her more. And mm-hmm. I think that was a big reason why she was, she was plus 16 in this game in her oh. minutes um, for rebounds. It, it, the, the numbers don't matter with her. That's not, that's not her contribution. Her contribution was the energy, the effort, making yeah. those little plays, getting, getting steals, getting knocked, you know, that was what her contribution was. And I thought she did it wonderfully. And yeah. Um, I'm with you. I think that really changed the series when she came in in game one. And I think that showed something off to, yeah. um, to, to Vegas and then, and they exploited it in game two. Now mm-hmm. I do want to ask you a question. How can 
Connecticut back get back into the series because we saw, you know, I think one of the things I talked about after game one with Ice mm-hmm. and Dano was Alyssa Thomas being on Chelsea Gray more. We saw that a little bit, not as not a ton. We saw that big lineup a, a, a fair amount for Connecticut yeah. in this game. I don't have the exact minutes in front of me, mm-hmm. but a good amount in this game. That didn't work out quite as well as it, we hoped, and it, it worked out better in game one. Yes. So, Chrissy, when you look at it, um, just from just from the on on court adjustments or mm-hmm. whatever you can talk about whatever you want this is your show. <laughs> uh, how can Connecticut be- get back into the series? Oh wow, I, I think you're right. I mean, that big lineup, I think, you know, really kind of got them back into game two, mm-hmm. and it was a three point game, as we said, going into the fourth quarter. But I think what the zone from mm-hmm. Las Vegas, okay. I thought Connecticut with that big lineup did a good job of picking that apart. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they really did execute well against that zone. Becky Hammond said as much as well. And I, you know, I, I agreed, but when you have, um, when you make the adjustment after that, right. Mm-hmm. To, to stay man to man, which the aces did. And I thought they, they manned up, right. They were, they locked them. And you know, that's how they opened up the game because it was getting to a point where, hey, they're getting comfortable with this zone, you know, with this big lineup. They're finding little divots right in there in, in the pocket, right under the free throw line. I know one time there was a, a lack of rotation to um, Alyssa Thomas yeah. wide open right there. And I was like, oh, they, they, you know, they just didn't shift and move on a string a couple times in that zone. But credit Connecticut for that. So with that being said, what can they do in game three? I, I don't think that Vegas will show a zone again, or if they do, they won't show it a lot. And if they do, they won't show it a lot when Connecticut has their big lineup on the floor. No, I I just don't think they'll see it as much because they were successful. So I think now it's Connecticut's turn to make that count. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're showing a zone. So Kurt Miller's like, all right, we're going to go big. And they, you know, they've got that momentum. They were manufacturing buckets and stops with that lineup. They were getting boards because they were bigger um, in a couple of instances. And then, you know, then Vegas said, okay, we're going to go back to man, <laughs> you know? So now, now it's Connecticut's turn. What kind of shift and move are you going to do? And for me, I don't know, like you said, there are a lot of adjustments. There's like this litany of all these things. And you don't at this juncture of the season want to overdo it yeah. with things and philosophies and ways get buckets to fall like make your shots you you've got to if you're heideman if you are duana bonner duana bonner. You've, you, you've got to make those shots duana bonner's got to make shots i mean i think that's going to be the key i mean we already see jj and at they're, they're double doubles like we okay no. we're, we're not worried about them they're good they're doing what they're supposed to do what we those other two for Connecticut, amen. And that's easier said than done, right? And I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but I don't think that it's anything philosophy-wise. I don't think it's anything yeah. tactically. Uh, you know, I think I, when they go to that big lineup, then they have to continue to try to attack the paint. Yeah, and they've got to put the ball in the bucket, and it's going to be physical. Like you're going to get hit. Like we're already. Let's not think like. Well, we're going in the paint. We're going to hit. That's the finals. You're going to get hit. Like they love getting hit. <laughs> right. It's like there's been their thing all season. You're going to get tagged, man. You're going to have to go through that. 
contact and finish. And again, that's what Chelsea Gray was able to do yeah. well, right? She's going to take the hit and keep ticking. You got to take the hit and keep ticking. And and you got to play. Play it out and play to win. I mean, your back is against the wall. I mean, if you have to go in the locker room and say to, to Connecticut, and I, I'm not saying Kurt Miller has this in front of him. I'm just saying in general, if you're in an elimination game as a coach and you have to go in that locker room game and say, come on, you guys, you got to play hard. Our backs against the If that's what you start with, you're in trouble. No. Because that then, should be, that's, an, that's no, that's common denominator. You shouldn't, your pros shouldn't have to say that to you. Well, and, and, and to be, to be clear, I don't know. I know you think this too, but we're, Connecticut didn't have an effort problem. There was not an effort problem. I, well, in my opinion, I don't know about you, but I didn't think there was an effort problem for Connecticut. I thought there was an execution problem and focus problem. Mm. Mm? But don't you think, don't you, okay. Don't you think effort and focus are, are the same thing? No. No, because focus, focus requires a different part of your brain than effort. I can run hard and be, and my mind be a million miles away, right? <laughs> I can't, but I can't sit there and play help defense if I'm not really locked into what I'm doing and understanding. Okay, this player's there. This player's there. If I get caught up in thinking we need to stop Asia Wilson, well, my player's running back door behind me, right? So that's why I think effort and you know, I could go as hard as I want at Asia Wilson, but my focus has has betrayed me because there's someone running behind me baseline to the rim. Understood. But my thing is, okay, and I kind of said this before on here today. Mm-hmm. You know, you're if you don't have your mentality in the right place. So for me, effort falls with sure. mentality too. So yeah. that's why, you know, I'll fine tooth comb it, Gabe. You know, well... I you that that's part of it, right? That's part of it. And I, I you know, you have to be to be locked in physically, you've got to first be locked in mentally. So to me, there's an effort for that. So I think to me, that's what I'm saying. All of that is the same thing to me. Like you've got to put effort into being focused and knowing that the cuts are going to be behind your head or what's going on. Yeah. Like you've got to be ready for that. And to me, like your mental, like your brain is a muscle. Like you got that, you got to yeah. work that too. You got to work that too. And I think, you know, I said something, I think during the, the mystic season to um, head coach and GM Mike Tebow in the same way. Like I always had this energy effort focus. Like yeah. you got to have those three. Like you, you can't. Those go together. You can't compete. Right. And he said, but there's, there's an alertness and awareness. And I'm yes. like, take it. Take it, coach. You know. I, there, there's where the problems were. I agree with Coach. That's Steve. it, and and that's why it's different than energy, effort, focus, because those are all to me, those are common denominators that you should have. But then what you're saying, you got to be awareness. aware and alert. You got, you got to be aware and alert. But that all to me is is a very mental thing, um, and you have to be locked in to compete like that. And it has to be sustainable. It's not just, okay, you made a mistake and then the next time you, you don't make the mistake, but then you make it four other times. Like that to me, you cannot be inconsistent with your awareness. Another uh, Coach Tebow uh, word there, yeah. to be consistent. Like you got to be consistent with your with your alertness, awareness, and then your energy effort focus should be right there behind. Yeah. Well, I think it's easier too when the shots are falling though, to have all of those things. <laughs> 
like as much as we love talking about defense and defense wins championships and defense yeah. is the most important thing and every team will always tell you you know our identity what, what what's always the phrase um uh we our we uh we hang our hat on our defense oh. or we we yeah. take uh we have to we have to have our pride on our defense or something mm -hmm. everyone always says this stuff mm -hmm. guess what it's way easier to to play defense when you're scoring and you're not only going being set but also just like the confidence of like, Hey, ball went in, we can get a stop. Right. So those things deeply matter. And I think that was, that was one of those things that was going wrong for Connecticut that eventually got them in the, in the end. So, you know, to go to your point, first thing first for Connecticut to get back into the series, or at least win game three, it has to be the execution from game one on yeah. defense has to be there. And yeah. Dewan Bonner has to make shots. If yeah. Dewan Bonner does not make shots, we're go I'm going to the championship celebration in Mohegan Sun on Thursday, and I'm very excited for it. But I, I don't think Dewana Bonner is going to uh, miss another eight shots. I think she's going to be able to get to the rim more. And I hope that you know she kind of takes some of that Kelsey Plum attack mentality that yeah. she's had in and like in the last series. She's got to take that and get to the rim, uh, yeah. and then get blocked there. I don't care. I, I, I'll go get blocked at the rim. If you get blocked at the rim, we get blocked at the rim. That's that's life. Yeah. But I think she needs to get downhill, and I think she will. The other thing though. Mm. And this is something I've just been, we've been saying this for years. Um, John Quill Jones, 11 field goal attempts. She's six for 11. John Quill Jones should never be six for 11. No. John Quill Jones should either be three, like one for six, or, you know, 10 for 20. Right. Like she needs way more shots than yes. 11 shots. Courtney Williams got 17 shots and she was looking good, but you need to figure out a way to get John Quill the ball. Yeah. Um, in ways that she can shoot. And I would say she passed up some open threes in this game. So maybe just a little bit more attack mentality from John Quell would also be big. I mean, that's what kind of kept them in the 2019 finals. Yes. Um, so it, I think it starts there. It starts the execution. Mm -hmm. It starts with getting back your identity, which is on the boards and on defense. Right. And, and containment of the paint. I think yeah. that, that team yeah, has to totally be. got turned by Vegas uh, and they took pride in that. Right. Yeah. They, they went into that game with the sense of, you know, we're going to spread you out and we're going to get downhill. And that's the first thing that Becky Hammond said after the game last night. You know, the difference in this game was, was Plum's ability sure. to turn the corner and get downhill and finish. Right. And, uh, and she got a couple and ones as well. So, you know, the physicality is going to be there, but if you're Connecticut, you've got to do something to, to take away the paint. And that's will. I mean, that's not, that's not a defensive scheme. I don't care what deep, if you go triangle into a zone, a man, like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care what defense you show, right? It's the lockdown defensive mentality that I'm looking for from Connecticut. And that's going to be a huge piece. Their ability to take away the paint from Las Vegas is going to be the linchpin to a win <laughs> or not. And yes, shots need to fall. Heidemann and Bonner need to get their shots down. Period. Point blank. The end. Like that's end of story. Yeah. But if they don't lock it down on the defensive end, I you know, it's gonna be a tough, it's gonna be a tough game to watch, I think, because they've got to bring that spirit of sport. The reason why they were uh, outside of their houses when they were little girls with that passion and love to play, that's what they have to show in this game. I don't care what defensive scheme, what, you know, X and O wise. No, nah. listen, it's about Jill's and Joe's right now. This is about your mentality. This is about 
you're back against the wall, you're at home, you have all the reasons to lay it on the line. And, and if it doesn't happen that way, I don't know. You, you got to retool your approach because you right. have everything that I'm fired up sitting here talking about it. I mean, you have everything laid out right there. You're down to a, you didn't shoot the ball well. Like if I'm Bonner, man, we're down 2-0. We're going back home. I've won a championship before. I got to lead this team. And I don't care if it, and not statistically, but I've got to find a way to not woe is me myself being two of 18 from the floor, you know, in these two games that my team needs me, you know, and what we were talking about with Plum, the inner dialogue. This is what she's saying to herself. I am certain of it. Uh, you know, and, and going back home, I, you know, some of the interviews I've heard with Bonner, she says, I would love to bring a championship to Connecticut. And not just for me, not just for my teammates, but for Connecticut as a whole. Uh, so I know she's she's got that going on uh, in between her ears. And I, I'm anxious to see what that looks like on the court. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, to that end, you know, they look, if this is the end for Connecticut, I think you have to go out with the the four well, the five players really Dewana Bonner, Courtney Williams, Alyssa Thomas, John Quill Jones, and Bree Jones. Yeah, because it may be the last time we see these. I mean, well, let me let me rephrase. This finals is definitely the last time we're seeing those four together. Yeah, I don't think there's any way all four of those players are back in Connecticut next year, just because of math. Sound yeah. they can't yeah. afford all of them. No. Hey, so if you're gonna go out. You run that lineup, and you let them play, and you let them leave it all out there, and you may lose. You may lose, uh, but you let them leave it all out there. You let Alyssa Thomas guard Chelsea Gray 94 feet for 40 minutes. She would love that. Right? <laughs> it's like you let her go. You you take off the reins from Alyssa Thomas defensively and just tell her to go. Now, the problem with the whole Ch- – I know we, you know, I I think your point about the X's and O's is correct, but I do want to bring up one point. The the problem with uh, Alyssa Thomas on Chelsea Gray is that mm-hmm. Alyssa Thomas is also somehow the team's best help defender, right? Um, and then there's so then there's no there's not as much help behind you, but that you know logically that shouldn't be that much of a problem because you have Bree Jones and John Quill Jones on the on the floor, right? And Dewana Bonner, who's kind of a, a good help defender. So I don't know why that doesn't match up. I don't know if that's just like their scheme all season was to have Alyssa and help more. And now they have to put her on the ball more. I don't know, but that's yeah. one thing that I would love to see is, is just a little bit more help behind Alyssa. But you know, you do have to leave it all out there. I think Alyssa guard her guard Chelsea 94 feet. Don't let her beat us. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to work, but you should try, you know, Dewana, you have to beat the mismatch. Cause she's also the mismatch on the offensive end. She is. She's, she's the area where they have the most advantage in yep. that big lineup. And she's mm-hmm. not doing it. And, you know, she only she had a post up, um, but I don't, I don't remember if they were able to get her the ball or if there was help coming. Right. But that, you know, I, I think that that lineup has to be out there because you're going, you have to go out on some terms. Yes. It seems yeah. like game three or four is going to be where you go out. Yeah. I'd say go out with those four on the floor. And, and you have to. And and you were talking about Alyssa Thomas and her ability to match up with, with Chelsea Gray, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of strength, physicality. It's a great matchup, but Alyssa Thomas is also a great matchup on Wilson. <laughs> so we need, you know, for Connecticut, do they need five ATs? Like they need five. They absolutely need five Alyssa Thomases. <laughs> Never take a shot outside the paint. Oh God, 
Connecticut would love it. <laughs> right. But like defensively, you know what I mean? Like defensively, Alyssa Thomas can guard multiple positions and she's done a good job with forcing Asia Wilson to her right. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done a good job, you know, making it rough for her, muddying the paint up when Wilson gets the ball. But she's also a dog when it comes to getting up underneath and into Chelsea Gray. And I think you saw that down the stretch. And this was after Gray came back on the floor after her ankle, uh, her left ankle roll that she had and went to the locker room, came back, went back into the game. But when Chelsea Gray came back into the game, they had Jackie Young running some points. I, I don't know if you saw that, yeah, right? Yeah. So a couple yeah. times they had Chelsea as the as the top screener away in when their Connecticut double was stagger pressing. action. Yes, and their in their double stagger action, she was the first screener in that instead of being the one coming off with the ball uh, um, in that. So who knows again what Chelsea Gray uh, and hopefully she's just fine and you know they're going to tape it up. She and she's definitely playing. I'm not saying she's not going to play. But, you know, will they take some pressure off of Chelsea Gray in that regard, taking her off the ball and letting Jackie Young run some point guard? And, I mean, when you have a player like Gray who can set solid screens, why not try that? And they did that. They executed so well. I don't know. That play is going to just ring in my head for for days here now because I'm going to look for it again in game three because it was just perfectly executed. They just baited Connecticut so well into the rotation that they wanted and found Asia Wilson on her strong side on the weak side there, the left block. And she finished, uh, you know, with her strong dominant left hand. So I don't know for me, I just think I, I love the game so much and I love the inner workings of it. And I do love the X's and O's and I do appreciate yeah. that. So I don't want to throw it all out the window, but at the same time, you know, it comes it comes down to bearing down. Yeah. Like you got to bear down mentally and just fight for what you want, and show that passion. The, and it's okay to show that passion and frustration. Yeah. Right. When you have that passion and things aren't working out the way you want it to, you still have to fight hard, man. And that's what I want to see yeah. from Connecticut. And and they've got to get buckets. They've got to get stops. And they've got to do a better job of containing the paint. Well, I think I think this whole part of the conversation assumes that the 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 little things that we talked about those execution errors are not going to be there for Connecticut that the the whole part of this discussion talking about the X and those relies on not having those mistakes and having Dewana Bonner make some shots those two right. things absolutely need to happen if those right. two things do not happen again we're hanging out in Connecticut with the Las Vegas Aces going to have a party but hey FaceTime yeah. me FaceTime me if that happens I, man I'm going to be there until the wee hours of the morning, regardless. I'm having fun. Whoever wins happens. this game. I don't if care. If that happens, FaceTime me, man. We got we to gotta go live if that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Live, live, live from uh, – I just think we'll, – we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about doing live. Um, no, and I think here's just like another idea that popped into my head. And, again, I'm a Miami, I'm a Miami Heat fan, so just like bear with me. <laughs> Throughout this season, the Miami Heat ran some zones where it was – uh, Bam Adebayo at the point of the attack. So yeah. right, he was the he was the they they run a very specific zone, and I'm not sure Connecticut has installed anything like this. So this may not be this may be a non-starter altogether. But if you put Alyssa Thomas at the point of attack in a three three two ish matchup zone, I think that could help just like stave off the onslaught of Chelsea Gray. 
without having to put Alyssa Thomas in a fully non-help position. Right. Like you can, you can get a lot more if you're able to um, just switch right before the elbow and have Alyssa pushing the attack out past the three point line. Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know. This is not the time to install something new. If they have something that's like that, and I haven't noticed it this year, but they may, I don't know. Um, if they have something like that, now is the time to whip it out because I think that could be really helpful. It'll help the Heat a lot um, because their guards were not that good at stopping penetration. So the person who's best at stopping penetration is Bam Adebayo for them. It's Alyssa Thomas for Connecticut. And then you get your two bigs down at the rim, better help position. You know, you might give up some corner threes, but hopefully those corner threes are going to players, you know, Hamby and Jackie Young. And if Hamby and Jackie Young beat you, whatever. That is the way the cookie crumbles. At least you're not getting beat in the same exact way. That's just like a. Right. I, oh, think, I like that. I, I just like don't. That coach. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put put me in, Kurt. Let's try to install this in uh, on the charter flight uh, last night. <laughs> uh, I guess let's uh, let's move on. Last question: Is this series over in Game Three? Boy, so many factors, Gabe. Golly, that's a tough You spend about 50 minutes discussing. That's what I'm saying. Lord have mercy. But I think, oh, my gosh. I'm I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to drive to the rim like plum. Like, if I get blocked, I get blocked. Whatever mentality. I think it's over, baby. I think it's over. I think the momentum that Las Vegas is playing with right now and the way that they closed out the game in the fourth quarter after it being a one possession game, I mean, that was going to be my second question last night, but I could only get in one. It was uh, yeah. unfortunate. But um, it was going to be what, you know, the mentality of, of that part of the game, right? Mm-hmm. When Connecticut's right there, you're at home, big game two, right? Um, a decisive game three right here on the, on the line. And I just think the momentum – and, and the mentality necessary to close out game two is going to be what they start with in game three. And, and I think there's no looking back after that. I'm trying to think. Cause I agree <laughs> with you. This series is over. This series ends in, in Connecticut. Um, is it in game three? Uh, Connecticut has a lot of pride. That's the thing. Like they do they, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's not going to look the same as it did in no. game two. They they may just sit on the ball for 24 seconds. And this game, you know, we, we could see a okay. four corners whipping out because <laughs> <laughs> four corners, toss the ball at the rim, get the offensive rebound, and just wait the clock out and win a 2-0 game. Um, but no. I, I just think that Connecticut has has to throw out everything. Um, I think they're going to, I think they're going to give all out effort. I think they're going to really, really play hard. So that's why it makes it hard for me to pick Las Vegas in game three. However, as I mentioned, I'm going to game three. I want to party. So <laughs> I'll pick Vegas. I'll you, pick... Want the, you want the sham pimple. That's I dude, the 2019 <laughs> championship celebration was like so fun. And then we had I haven't been to a finals in two years. Right. And I'm like, you know, the, I want to see the championship celebration. Um, we'll see. I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, I think for Vegas, they they have everything rolling. So Typically, though, uh, in these playoffs, especially when it seems like a team has everything rolling, the script gets flipped. It's happened a few times in these uh, in these playoffs. So i i could I could see uh, Connecticut winning Game Three, but I'm gonna go Vegas just because uh, of, of what I want and because I just think they're 
they're so crisp right now. They just know exactly what they want to do. Um, and I think that's going to shine through, hopefully. Yeah, and, and I think Hamby tips the scale for the yeah. Vegas Aces. I, I just think the the absence of Jasmine Thomas and the addition of yeah. Dierica Hamby, I think to me, that's where the scale is, is tipped for me uh, in deciding on who wins game three. But I also think, you know, when, when again, when we saw Greg Popovich, the Spurs head coach in the locker room, with Becky Hammond and the Las Vegas Aces. If you haven't heard that, you have to look that up yeah, on that the East, uh, media stuff uh, on their socials. You you got to look at that because, you know, I think at the end of it, uh, Pop said, um, remember what I told you about winning games on the road in the playoffs and, and what that is. And, and Becky Hammond said, it's sweeter. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's sweet. So, I mean – for those champions, you know, to be standing there and saying that, I mean, it, it's just, it's fun. I mean, Becky Hammond won the, the NBA Summer League Championship. So she's a champion in that way uh, on the professional level. And then Pop with all his rings. It's like, hey, man, if you're not listening to that and that doesn't entice you if you're Las Vegas, then ah, something's wrong with you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I fired up just, ah, you know, it was almost, I love social media in that way because it puts you right in the locker room like that. And like what you would be thinking as a player, or maybe that's just me that like sits there and, and goes through the mental gymnastics of what that would feel like to hear that from those two uh, headed to Connecticut to possibly close out the series. Uh, I mean, that to me, that just bubbles me right up. I, I love it. No, I thought it was really funny when Pop was like, yeah, I just listened to everything Becky told me and Becky like rolled her eyes. <laughs> like that's Super cute. I love that. that I, I love it. I love it. Well, and, the and, other, and the regard and the respect yeah. in that moment, is, it was beautiful. He, he, but he also said like, I don't need to tell you guys anything. I don't think anyone needs to tell his team anything. This no. team is so ready. I mean, if, if it's game three or game four, um, we'll see. I mean, you got, remember the other side has a lot of pride too, and that's what that's what I'm getting at. Is Connecticut has a lot of pride, right. um, so it doesn't matter if they even think they have a chance to win the series. They're going to come out and try to win that game three. Absolutely. Um, so I think we're. It might be the one of the better, uh, the best game in the series. Probably is going to be game three if I had to guess. It, especially if Vegas wins. If they have Vegas wins, it'll be close. Um, mm -hmm. I think it could be. I don't know. I don't know. I really have no clue. I have no clue what's <laughs> going to happen here. I, I just think that. It's more likely that the Aces play the way they did last night mm -hmm. than the Sun figuring out everything. What to do? Yeah, yeah. For the next game, I agree. but it, the Sun did have a, a good game plan in Game One. I just think they that relied on a lot of Kelsey Plum misses. Yeah, um, yeah. and I don't think they're going to get. They're not going to get those you know easier possessions defensively anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just think it's going to. It is a personal pride situation, obviously, yeah. for Connecticut. Yeah, I, I mean, period, point blank. I mean, we, we know that. But for me, it's also personal pride for Las Vegas, right? Yeah. They want this championship. They've fallen short a couple seasons in a row now. I think with the addition of, of Becky Hammond and how she's overhauled the entire team philosophy and, and the trust factor is definitely locked in. It's, it's going to be tough to beat that squad. That's all I know. Um, but again, you know, motion can carry this Connecticut team. is going to be packed in there. I mean, it's sold out. I mean, game two was sold out in Vegas. Game three is sold out in Connecticut. I mean, mm. it's going to be a, a tremendous atmosphere. And, you know, I'm anxious to see how they come out. And I think it's going to be that first quarter. And Kurt Miller said, hey, we can't have flat first quarters. 
we've got to come out ready to go. And that's why I'm saying, like, if if I'm Becky Hammond, I'm saying, hey, we're going to start this game how we finished the last one. Mm-hmm. And that's when you say that to a team, it, there's some empowerment there because that's who you are. Yeah. That's what got us the win. So now you're going to encapsulate that and then move into this next game with that same momentum, start strong, finish stronger. I mean, when you present that to competitors, <laughs> that's a game changer, man. That's a game changer. But also saying to Connecticut, it's it's hard as a coach, right, to say we've got to have a strong first quarter because they have not had that. So to tap into something that they have not done yet in the series that's going to take a lot of leverage mentally for the players to get there because they haven't done that yet. I just, I just hope Vegas wins. No, no, no shade to Connecticut. I think I love, I love what that team has done. I just want to be there for the party. That's the only thing I'm asking for. I want to see you at the party too. So. I'm not, I'm not, I said, I feel like I said on this podcast or on spread the floor that I was not going to Connecticut for WNBA playoff basketball. And I'm going to Connecticut for WNBA playoff basketball. I was, trying, I, was, I was trying to will the Mystics to the finals. Oh, man. Before. That's, that's close. Yeah, that was, that's close. Game one, Seattle. Ah. Yeah, now I have to take a, I take a like four-hour train to New York and then a three-hour drive from New York to Connecticut. Oh, boy. Yeah, instead of just the quick 30 fly? minutes. Huh? Are you going to fly? You're not flying? No. I don't no. like flying. I like trains. They go on the ground. Trains, planes, automobiles, man. However you get there, the pl- well, also like the, the f- and Gabe's training. The 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 flight to uh the the flight to New York is actually easier on the train because then I, I can like switch my times. Like if I show up late, it's fine. I don't care. Oh yeah, you get the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Amtrak's fine. Although I'm not going to try to miss my my train. Yeah. Uh, no, so I I think it's gonna it's it's maybe the end of the season, which is crazy. Yeah. Um which is crazy to think after such a long season. And it's crazy to think that the aces are here after, you know, they, they were the favorite all season. Um, and it's just interesting. Cause the last, I want to say the last two seasons. Actually, when, when, when did the lot was Seattle number one seed in 2020? Oh, I, Oh my gosh. I know obviously- it may have been, I, I would have to look back two more, two years ago. That was the bubble. That was the bubble. Nope, Las Vegas was the number one seed. Twenty twenty in twenty twenty. Okay, okay, and then Seattle and then, was two. Then, huh? Seattle was two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm just looking that now. I'm, now I'm interested. Yeah. So th- this could be our first number one seed since the uh, Mystics in 2019. Huh. Um, winning title. It's right so, there for them. Right there right, for the taking. It's it's right there, and I, I think they're going to show up. Um, but hey. Well, what strange, strange things happen in basketball, especially in the playoffs. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about the series. I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch this in person. Hey, I'm ready to watch it in person on my couch with my slippers on. I'll be watching, honey. But um, yeah, I think it'll be intriguing. Uh, they're cutting the lights out on this game, yeah. and we're gonna have to let you get this train and head on up north for what could be the WNBA championship game game three of the WNBA finals at mohegan sun arena but we got to get up out of here it has been a joy and a pleasure to chop it up with you my friend and as always make sure you subscribe comment and follow us on all of our social media uh, sites and links and all that and have some fun 
watching the WNBA finals and we will bring you more information and follow up on whether or not this is the end of it on our next episode. So thank you guys for joining us today. For Gabe Ibrahim, I'm Christy Winter-Scott. We'll see you next time on Courtside.